0: Welcome to the Lifelinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Lifelinks Leadership Podcast. It's great that you can join us again. I just want to thank you for um, the feedback we've gotten so far. People are excited about this regular podcast, and we appreciate that. Um, we'd encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Podbean and then you'll be notified when the podcast is available. Also, if you could let your friends know, post on social media, uh, send carrier pigeons, whatever's going to help to get the word out. We just want as many people as possible in our network and even beyond to be aware of this podcast. Our goal, as always, is to uncover the hidden treasure of leadership acumen in our network and make you aware of what's available. So today, we're really blessed to have uh, with us Ross Gerber. Uh, Ross and his wife, Jennifer Uh, came on staff at the Grace Church in Sturgis, Michigan in 1991 as an associate pastor. He became the senior pastor in 1998, and then in 2014 made a really big change, transitioned out of the senior role, and since that time he's been working and actually started an organization called Strategic Ministry Partnerships International, which really focuses on going to East Africa twice a year and teaching leadership principles and, and helping those churches there. So Ross has also uh, been a part of the Lifelinks Apostolic Council since 2004. So I don't know, you're going to have a great time today hearing this wisdom that that Ross has. He has a great level of experience. So Ross, thank you so much for being willing to talk to us today and share with us some keys to developing leaders. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Ian. It's great to be with you today.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome. I know we're going to really enjoy our time together. So let's just start right off here. And, uh, Ross, just a quick question just to begin our discussion. Um, what do you think is the foundation of our leadership call?
1: You know, Ian, leadership uh, has uh, so many dynamics to it, and, and most of us subconsciously have a have a wrong perspective of what leadership is and, and how leadership happens. And, uh, you know, Jay Oswald Sanders, everybody – Probably knows this quote but it's it's really the one that forms the foundation of you know what leadership is and that is that leadership is influence nothing more nothing less and so uh, the focus for our leadership needs to be on our influence uh, so many times we get caught up in position and titles and we think that leadership happens because we have a position or we've attained to a certain level or whatever but really at the core is is influence influencing people in the directions in good directions in positive places and helping them to pursue things so that um naturally means if we if we ponder for a minute and just think about that that means that uh influence is not necessarily dependent on position and, and that is a, a really important piece to understanding leadership so many times I don't know about you Ian but uh, Many times I feel like I read the Bible and I read through scriptures and, and I just don't take time to stop and think about it.
0: Yeah, and exactly.
1: when I do, there's so much more that I gain by just pondering exactly what it's saying to us. Hmm. Wow. I think that's the same thing with leadership. When we when we stop and ponder for a minute this concept of influence, uh, and really that, that's what leadership is, it sets our focus in a completely different direction. Now we're wow. focused on influence and not title or not position you know what we want to do is we want to go from a place where we change our thinking from i want a position that will make people follow me to i want to become a person whom people will want to follow subtle change but dramatic difference Mm
0: -hmm. so we want
1: to become people who want we want to become a person who people want to follow
0: so would you say then that becoming that person that that really leadership follows becoming that person? It's it's kind of a natural result of being that particular person who who grows yeah. and becomes. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, Doctor Maxwell has a has a quote that says ninety nine percent of all leadership occurs not from the top but from the middle of an organization. So the. Leadership can happen from any position, top, middle, bottom actually. If we focus on becoming people of influence, we will naturally become uh leaders in in whatever organization or position we have in company or like I say in any any organization.
0: So how how does a person kind of make that decision? Like I think I think there is a temptation Seen it at times in my own life to follow the position or to to want that position, and and to move away from that core foundation that you're talking about. You know, how how might a person, and maybe how do you remind yourself even, uh, how, you know, that that core foundation. You know, how do we keep ourselves grounded in that rather than beginning to chase a position?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question because. Uh, there's a there's a natural tendency to slide in, in our thinking to the position or attaining the next level or getting somewhere so we can consider ourselves to be a higher level leader. Um, how do I stop myself from doing that? I just go back to the basic concept that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so I try to take position out of my thinking. I try to be a person of influence in whatever situation, whatever board, whatever committee, whatever uh, place I have in an organization. I simply try to to be a person who has good ideas, who is able to see ahead, has perspective, and is able to offer something of value to the group that I happen Mm. to be with. That Mm. is influence, and that actually takes you into being a leader in that in that
0: place. Wow, that's good. So it's just it's almost like all of us just to remind, need to remind ourselves on an ongoing basis if we feel that slide or if we feel we're beginning to grasp for something that hey listen, I need to stay in the core of my call. That's that's awesome. You know, let me let me ask you this question just to kind of shift a bit. Um, you know, we've been around long enough in church leadership, and I think one of the biggest things we hear is that there's a lack of leaders. And, you know, I, I think every church, if, if we pulled every church in Lifelink, they'd say, do you need more leaders? They'd say, absolutely need more leaders in our church. So why do you feel that so many churches do uh, lack leaders or or believe that they don't have enough leaders?
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, at least all the churches and leaders of churches that I relate to and talk to, the cry is always, I just need more leaders. I'm always looking for more leaders. So, there's there's some real reasons why we don't do a good job of developing leaders. Why we why we fail to develop leaders. And again, I'm talking of myself. I look at myself and I say, Wow, why why do I have a struggle developing leaders? Uh, there's several reasons. The, the first one, in my opinion, is that. Um, developing leaders is hard work it is it is just hard work there's no easy way around it it's not um, going out for a round of golf with someone um, and and just kind of floating through the process it actually demands being intentional and it uh, can actually be an inconvenience to us personally when we commit ourselves to develop leaders because we're talking about being willing to pay the price, of being willing to mentor someone, to spend time with them, to dedicate time with them, to actually help them become everything that God's calling them to be, which is what actually develops them into a leader. So, my opinion is that the n- number one reason we have struggle with developing leaders is because it's just hard. To think, you know, without thinking about it, we we tend to shy away from that. We tend to uh, do it at a certain level, but maybe we're not intentional enough with with our decision in that. The second thing that I think is, is really critical is that we, uh, leaders in general, but people in general, but leaders as well, simply are insecure mm. or have a poor self-image. And I have come to realize over the years that those insecurities are a major hindrance to developing leaders.
0: Yes.
1: Leadership problems happen every day um, due to the insecurities of the leader in place. Uh, If we're insecure, we'll not develop people to their potential. We, We simply won't because they might become better than me in a specific area. And if I'm insecure about that, then I can't develop them to the level that god has for them in their lives to their destiny so i will automatically do things that will keep them down uh... keep them under me not release them into the call that's on their life and the gifting that god has placed into their lives and so that whole issue of insecurity is, is, is one that i've thought a lot about and, and worked on a lot um, i have to work on it in my own life I, recognize insecurities in my own life and it's
0: probably one of the most important things to conquer what do you let Those, me just interject yeah. on that um what you know I, and i would resonate with that absolutely ross and, and like you i mean i've had to deal with my own issues that way at times i think any leader has had to, to push through what would you say just briefly are some of the keys to dealing with that insecurity like like what how do you know I think, for the most part that that's common but but how do we push through that i I think you're right that we have to. do you have any thoughts about how we might push through that?
1: yeah, sure, so probably we're talking in in Christian circles here now, in yeah. believers' circles here, yeah, so in my opinion, the number one important way to overcome your insecurities is to come to an understanding of who you are in Christ, what your place is in the kingdom of God, where he's called you, recognizing the gifts that he has given you as an individual, and then flowing in those gifts, not trying to be somebody else, not trying to compete with others, not trying to be better than other people, not trying to be paid more than other people in order to become secure, but simply realizing that you are a son, you are a daughter, and God loves you exactly the way you are, made you exactly the way you are. And once you can come to terms with that concept, then you can be who God's made you, and you can allow others to be who God has called them to be and made them to be as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, oh, that's good. Always goes back to our relationship with the Lord, doesn't it? Really, primarily. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. So I, I cut in on you there. Uh, you had a couple points regarding the the issue with lacking leaders. Did you did you have anything else regarding that that you were wanting to share? Yeah, was,
1: there's several more. <laughs> I can just mention them if you want me to. I mean, you know, another one is that we feel that we're not we're the only one qualified to do the job you know sometimes people feel that it's a subtle thing but and certainly subconscious but there's a feeling that you know we're the only ones that can do the job and I was just reminiscing there's been a little bit of drama over in Uganda this uh, summer President Museveni of Uganda has been president for 31 years since January 1986 and he just this summer got the Constitution changed to eliminate the age barrier so he can continue on being the
0: president and his reason is
1: there really isn't anybody else qualified to be president yeah it, he really it,
0: does have a leadership issue doesn't he
1: yeah it's wow. it's
0: just kind of an interesting thing another
1: another reason is that we don't that we fail to develop leaders is that we don't trust other people. We we have a trust issue with giving other people responsibility. Sometimes we've got bad habits and unbiblical perspectives. We do everything ourselves. We need to have everything come across our desk for approval. We don't realize that our job actually is Ephesians 4 to train people up to do the work of the ministry. We uh, give head assent to that, but we don't really you know, grasp it and make it a part of us. Uh, sometimes we have a low belief in people, which is kind of like not trusting them. Uh, sometimes we just don't know how to train others. And yes. and really, you know, the concept of hard work and really all it, not all it is, but what it really is, is just intentional mentoring, putting time nice. into other people. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's easier to lead follows, followers than leaders. And, and some leaders with their insecurities would rather lead followers than leaders. And so, again, uh, we fail to develop leaders because of some of those basic things that are going on in our own lives. Wow. Um, Yeah.
0: So, really, to kind of sum up this part of it, in many ways, there's a number of different reasons you've given. But but a lot of it really comes down to to heart issues, to security issues, to mindsets, really, doesn't it? And so, it sounds like, really... kind of the foundation for seeing change, say in our churches or even how we raise leaders is really our mindset and, and even our heart condition. Um And then being able to maybe deal with some of those things or, or maybe even uh you know, and I, I can speak personally here. I mean, there's times I've had ministry. I've had people pray with me and, and deal with um, uh, some wounds and some things from the past that, that actually were impairing my focus and my ability, you know, to trust the Lord. And, and that's made a big difference. So, uh, I, I'm just kind of, you know, summarizing in some ways what you said. I think, obviously, the heart issue of the leader uh, and who that person is and what they believe is obviously very foundational. Otherwise, the rest of it isn't going to happen. So, no, that that that's that's awesome, uh, Ross. Those thoughts. Uh, what I'm wondering then, in light of that, somebody saying, okay, uh, I haven't been developing leaders. I want to do a better job. I recognize that some of these are issues in my life. Where do I begin? How how would you answer that?
1: Yeah, the simple answer is by choosing the right people. The right people have to get on the bus, as we've read in Jim Collins' book, and the wrong people have got to get off the bus. So somehow we have to choose the right people. We need to identify them. We need to be able to put time and energy into them. Um, The right people... Are determined by the goals you believe God has given you. So really, you have to answer the first question, which is, "What is God calling me to do?" And once you've answered that question, then you can start looking for people who have the gifts and the talents to fit in with what you're called to do. Hmm. And so, finding the right people is is the short answer. So, um, if you if you look uh, for people. Here, here are some things to think about when you're looking for recruits Excellent. or recruiting yes. people to hopefully mentor. When we're looking for recruits, we want to look for people who are gifted. In other words, you're looking for specific gifts, abilities in other people that are crucial to achieving your goals. Remember, it, you're the one that's been called to lead uh, in that organization, and so you're looking for specific gifts and abilities to to fit with that Call. Um, mm-hmm. You want to start with one or maybe a few. It, it's really impossible to train um, masses. You have to. It, it's you're dealing on one and one or maybe with a few. Like I said, meet with the ca- the potential candidates and listen to their heart. Try not to waste time developing people who are not interested. You know, we've got that's lots good. of really good people in our churches. And we've got lots of people that we look at and we say, boy, they would make a really good leader over here. Uh, and that's probably true. The next hurdle you've got to cross is finding out whether they actually are interested in, in being right. that or doing that. Yes, Because you can spend a lot of time trying to de- develop people that that just aren't really interested or willing to spend the time and energy to 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 do
0: no, leadership.
1: Okay. Not only do you want people who are gifted, but you want to, uh, you're looking for people who are influential already. Find people who have influence with others. Um, find people who are faithful. Faithfulness to me is is one of those really really big items. Uh, are people faithful? Will they do the job? Are they faithful to the commitments they've made? Another really big one for me is: Do they have a teachable spirit? Are they mm-hmm. willing to yes. learn? Flexible because. It, you know, I've just seen over and over again that people who are not teachable just—it's—it's it, it's like spinning your wheels. You just don't really get anywhere with them. And then finally, you want to look for a servant's heart. The goal of leadership is not to gain recognition. The goal is to serve others. And so, does the does the potential candidate have that heart within them already, or can you develop it, and can, can they develop it within them? So those. Those are some of the things that I think we look for in recruits and potential candidates for leadership training.
0: No, no, that's that's wonderful. What a good what a good checklist and something to remember for sure. Well, let's just shift here to our last kind of part of our discussion. So, you begin by trying to find the right people and make sure you got the right people on the bus as you said and that you're going to invest in the right people. You don't want to be, you know, pouring a bunch of energy into people who aren't really uh, fit with your goals or your organizational uh, trajectory. So once you've done that, though, what would be – is there a process to follow? In in, in you know, I guess we're talking – obviously, we could spend hours talking about the process, but in general, is there a process to follow from there that you could just maybe encourage people with?
1: Yeah, I think so, Ian. I, I think if you're going to go ahead or when you go ahead to develop leaders – there's three commitments that you want to make to the process. Number one is a commitment to the person. In other words, you' you're choosing we talked about choosing the the recruit or the candidate, and you want you are making a commitment to them or, or a handful of leaders if you want to. Um, you need to get it, get it into our minds that investing in a few is a good investment. You're going for multiplication, not addition. Yes, when content. you do that, when you focus on investing in a few, the results become exponential because mm-hmm. it's that slow start that just ultimately really takes off. They, The person, they, the people need to know that we're committed to them as people, not as a project. Uh, we're not just trying to do a project, but we really have to have their best interests in our minds. They need to know that we love them. They need to know that uh we want to see them become everything God wants them to be and, and we can't develop leaders in a crowd they're developed in, individually through life on life mentoring wow that's
0: so, that's wonderful
1: yeah so the first commitment is you need to be, we need to be committed to a person the second commitment is we need to be committed to a process mm. you know one of Dr. Maxwell's famous quotes is: "Leadership development is not a process; is a process, not an event." Mm-hmm. And uh, so many times we so want to go to an event. We send our people to an event, to a seminar, to a conference, and we we kind of almost expect them to come back uh, a different person, uh, uh, a leader. But but actually, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> It it takes a process, which means it takes time. There are many, many steps along the way. There will be ups and downs, and we have to be committed to the process over the long haul. Uh, Look for the big picture in their life and and use your discernment to know uh, about the person and then commit to a long, extended process to see Mm, them grow. Good that wow. that growth is in in step by step it it doesn't it's not leaps and bounds it's step by step yeah. no. and then the third commitment is just simply to a purpose we're we're committing ourselves to get to the end result the purpose is we want to develop leaders we want to see a person grow to be able to lead to do a good job leading and so we have got to have the commitment that we're going to push this all the way through we're going to get across the goal line you know we're not just going to take a long drive down to the 10 yard line we're we're actually going to <laughs> finish the job. You know, we're going to I like the football, analogy,
0: Ross. You know we like football. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. We're going to put it in the end zone. We're not going to just, you know, this has been a good drive. Now we can just take it easy. Um not that anybody thinks they do that, but we've got to push across the line. And so, good. we want to finish the job. We want to help them get to their goal. We want to hang in there with them. We've got to be diligent and we want to get to the potential that lies within the room. And, and it's important to remember that leaders are not raised up in mass and that more times with less people equals a greater kingdom impact.
0: Wow. wow. So that's
1: that's kind of the, the yes. three commitments that I think you have to make if you're going to go out and, and develop leaders.
0: No, that's fantastic, Ross. Everything you shared today just been, uh, been gold, and uh, people might want to go over the podcast again, make some notes. There's a lot of points there that are just a uh, lot, lot you've packed into a short period, and I so appreciate that. Um, and, but as we conclude, what I, what I wondered is if you could just pray for the people that are listening. Who uh, it, it could be a number of people. It could be people that are wanting to be raised up as leaders. That uh, you know maybe they're they're at the start of their journey. It might be someone who's a leader of a church who's saying, Yeah, I resonate. I have to get through some issues that uh, that I'm dealing with in my heart, but I need to raise up other leaders. It might be someone saying, You know, uh, I just need a good process. I need to start doing it. If you just, uh, pray for us. That would be just wonderful, Ross, as we conclude.
1: I'd be glad to, Ian. Father, we just cry out to you today. Um, we we acknowledge our need for your grace. We acknowledge our need for your wisdom. Lord, we say to you and have said in the past and continue to say that we submit ourselves to you. We yield ourselves to the to the forming of your hands on us, Lord, like a potter in the clay. Lord, we invite you to do a work in our lives. Uh, Lord, we pray that you'll help us to see, open our eyes and our hearts to hear your voice, to know where it is that we can grow in, how we can become uh, a better person, a, a more developed person, so that we can actually grow into leadership. Lord, I pray for those who feel almost stuck in the middle of an organization. God, give them a new vision that they don't have to be the top person to be a leader. They can actually have influence right in that middle of the organization place where they find themselves. Lord, help us to be people who want to add value to our job places, to our churches, to our ministries in such a way that that we are looking for the good of those around us. Help us to make others successful around us. Help us to hear your voice and hear direction that we can add into the mix of discussion that will actually influence things in a positive way. Lord, we're really dependent upon you to help us in this process. I pray for every leader out there who who has such a desire, who has a desire to raise up other leaders. Lord, help them to be intentional, Lord. Help them to ponder some of these things and make commitments to some of these things so that they can actually begin to see a pool of leaders growing up underneath them and taking over some really significant places of ministry and churches and organizations. Thank you, Lord, uh, that you are the one who leads us and that you grace us and have called us to be the person that you want us to be. Lord, we just want to fulfill the call in our lives and so we submit to you and invite you to help us to do that in Jesus name we pray amen
0: amen thank you Ross what a what a wonderful prayer um Ross if anyone wants to contact you maybe ask some more questions maybe you twig some things and they just love to connect more is there an email that they could uh, write to you at
1: sure yeah it's uh my email is is ross gerber without the o so it's rss gerber at gmail.com
0: so r-s-s-g-e-r-b-e-r at gmail.com
1: yep that's correct and if anybody wants to look up our uh, our organization strategic ministry partnerships international that web page is s-m-p-i-online s-m-p-i-online.org
0: okay perfect that's wonderful well, thanks again, Ross, for everything. God bless you. And God bless all of you that uh, listened today. And uh, stay tuned. There will be another edition coming soon. Thank you for joining us for the Lifelinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at